Therefore, putting away falsehood, speak truth each one with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And don't give a place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, producing with his hands something that is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Ephesians 4, 26-28 Dear Lord, it's clear that you know us all too well. Our quick tempers, our tendency to hold grudges, and sometimes our less than honest ways. Thank you for reminding us in such a straightforward manner to cool down, make up, and shape up. Help us to navigate life's irritations with humor and grace. When we're tempted to stew in our anger, remind us to pause, breathe, and let go before the sun sets on our wrath. Forgive us when we lose our temper, when we lose our way, and when we fall into dishonesty. Guide us towards useful, joyful work that not only enriches our lives, but allows us to bless others as well. Thank you for your practical wisdom, which not only keeps us from sin, but also makes our lives so much more enjoyable and fulfilling. With a grateful and cheerful heart, we offer up this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, the house is divided over what to do with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Sam Bakeman Fried's fraud trial is underway making us all relive the crypto nightmare that was FTX. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is ditching the D next to his name and running as an independent. Today's stories are a lot of politics, which can sometimes leave us all with a bad taste in our mouths. Especially during election season, we can all experience some political fatigue. Today, we earnestly pray that God would protect your minds and hearts. May our thoughts be at such a high elevation that discouragement, bitterness, and lies of the enemy would choke. We aren't going to shy away from politics because we know that it's an inevitable reality of being a part of a democracy. But that doesn't mean we have to succumb to anger and backbiting. Let's tackle today's news with some faith and a touch of mirth, shall we? If Pray News has positively impacted you, we would love it if you would leave us a review. We want to hear your thoughts and how this take on the news has been transformative. Before we get to today's first story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. Our first story of the day has had to been updated a few times because it's an ongoing thing. This is a shakeup in the House as Kevin McCarthy is ousted as Speaker. On a day marked by high tension and dramatic twists, Washington, D.C. was abuzz as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was voted out of his role, sending shockwaves through the political landscape. But let's not mince words here. This isn't just a regular Tuesday at the Capitol. This marks the first time in U.S. history that a sitting speaker has been ousted by a vote in the House. The final vote count came to 216 yeas and 210 nays, tipping the scale against McCarthy. Among the eight Republicans who voted to oust him were figures from across the party spectrum, from hardline Freedom Caucus types like Andy Biggs and Gates, to more centrist members like Nancy Mace. This coalition, fragile and likely temporary as it may be, upended the balance of power and plunged the House into uncharted territory. The historical context? Oh, we've got that. Kevin McCarthy will now be remembered as the shortest-lived speaker since Michael Serre in the 19th century, who held a position for a whopping seven months before succumbing to tuberculosis, or consumption as it was dramatically known at the time. Ah, the good old days when political careers ended for reasons other than intra-party disputes. As for what comes next, that's the million-dollar question. 
There are multiple contenders lined up, including Majority Whip Tom Emmer, the more ideologically rigid Jim Jordan, and newcomers like Byron Donalds and Elise Stenwick. The next speaker will face the task of uniting a fractured GOP while also dealing with the Democratic-controlled White House and Senate. That's like trying to juggle flaming torches while walking on a tightrope over a pit of alligators, wearing a suit made of raw meat. Kevin McCarthy can attest to just how difficult that job is. The current rule requiring a majority vote to vacate the speaker's seat has proved to be, let's say, not so popular among the last three Republican speakers. It's essentially the political version of a game of hot potato, and it's not clear if the rule will be changed or stay, making life miserable for future speakers as well. One could argue that McCarthy's oust was precipitated by broken promises, including not giving House members enough time to read bills before floor votes. This contributed to a pervasive lack of trust, not only among his GOP colleagues, but also among some Democrats. McCarthy's last-ditch deal to fund the government for 45 more days was seemingly the straw that broke the camel's back. In times of political upheaval, it's vital to remember the Christian values that inform how we interact with the world around us. The Bible emphasizes the importance of unity and peace, and while politics is inherently divisive, our Christian field encourages us to look beyond partisan boundaries for the greater good. Whether Democrat or Republican, Christian lawmakers have a unique opportunity to display grace, humility, and commitment to serving the people above all else. And may we all do the same, always looking to cross political lines in order to build bridges of faith, love, perseverance, and service. This historic moment reminds us that change is inevitable, but also challenges us to find a sense of community amid chaos. While the future of the speaker's seat and the political repercussions are uncertain, our moral compass should remain steadfast. As Colossians 3.14 says, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. We can only hope that this sentiment finds the home of the hearts of our political leaders as they navigate these uncertain waters ahead. As I said before, we have already updated this story a few times as news keeps rolling in. So, stay updated with Pray News while we continue to keep a close eye on this story. If you've been craving courtroom drama that rivals the Oscars, mark your calendar and pop the popcorn. Sam Bakeman fried the former crypto billionaire, once frolicked with celebrities and politicians, headed for the hot seat on Tuesday. Jury selection for Bankman-Fried's criminal trial kicked off yesterday in a Manhattan federal court. Bankman-Fried, 31, better known for his cool kid moniker SBF, is fighting federal charges that he defrauded customers of FTX, his defunct crypto exchange. Prosecutors claim he shuffled funds between FTX and Alameda Research, a hedge fund he also managed. The financial shenanigans led to a massive exodus of investors and a plunge in FTX cryptocurrency token value. Nailing shut the coffin on Americans' crypto dreams, or so the narrative goes. It's a far cry from FTX's glory days when it was valued at a hefty $32 billion. Remember those lovely times when Tom Brady and Giselle were the brand ambassadors? Not to mention that FTX had naming rights to the Miami Heat's basketball stadium? Bankman, who has pleaded not guilty, argues that the charges stem from a big misunderstanding. He didn't know the extent of the intermingled funds between FTX and Alameda Research and puts the blame squarely on Caroline Ellison, his ex-girlfriend and former CEO of Alameda Research. A classic it's-not-me-it's-you scenario. Bankman Fried's pre-trial experience has been less than glamorous, plagued by subpar internet and, gasp, non-vegan meals. 
He's currently at Brooklyn Metropolitan's Detention Center, probably daydreaming about his Palo Alto home's luxuries like kale and Fortnite. Bankman is staring down several criminal charges, with a second trial looming for alleged violations of campaign finance laws. His legal team, a star-studded cast featuring Mark Cohen and Christian Everdell, who cut their teeth on cases involving the likes of El Chapo and Gaylene Maxwell. Could this get any more Hollywood than that? It's almost like a movie, what's occurring right now. Jury selection is expected to wrap up quickly, with opening statements possibly starting this afternoon or tomorrow. Ellison is set to be at the prosecution's star witness, adding a Shakespearean twist to the proceedings. With her and other FTX executives pleading guilty and cooperating, Bankman Fried seems willing to gamble by possibly taking the stand himself, despite the track record of such maneuvers, which is, shall we say, less than stellar. Presiding Judge Lewis Kaplan is no novice to high-profile cases, having previously overseen lawsuits against former President Donald Trump and involving the Gambino crime family. Looks like we're in for a real law and order crypto unit season finale. The fallout of FTX's crash isn't just sending SBF to court, it's also creating a bonanza for lawyers, with billable hours exceeding $100 million. It's as if they're racking up points in some kind of grim legal arcade game. While we eagerly await each courtroom twist and tweet, it's essential to remember the biblical principle of justice, which requires fairness, truth, and impartiality. Psalm 35.5 reminds us that the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. As we follow this riveting tale of wealth, downfall, and legal acrobatics, let's hope that truth prevails and that justice, as divinely ordained, is served. This story also serves as an excellent opportunity for all of us to look inward and think about our own relationship to the truth. In our digital age, it is becoming increasingly easier to misrepresent ourselves and lie to get ahead. Thou shalt not bear false witness is a crucial commandment for a reason. When individuals, relationships, communities, and businesses are built on lies, progress is really just a house of cards. Let's take this opportunity to assess our own hearts, repent, and learn from stories like these. With all this being said, let's lift this story up in prayer. Lord, as this complex trial unfolds, we pray for justice to be served based on truth and fairness. May the court proceedings be guided by integrity, and may those involved be granted wisdom to make the right decisions. We pray for the jury that they'd be impartial and getting to the truth. Let this case remind us all of the importance of honesty and ethical conduct in our lives, in our businesses, our relationships, and even inward in our own internal dialogue. We love you, Lord, and we trust that the truth will set us free always. In Jesus' name, amen. In a surprising turn of events that has left political pundits scrambling to recalibrate their predictions, Robert Kennedy Jr. has announced he will run for president in 2024 as an independent candidate. Originally a challenger to incumbent President Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination, Kennedy, a member of the iconic Kennedy political dynasty, has decided to break with tradition. He aims to carve out a new path for himself, far removed from the confining rigors of the two-party system. According to sources close to the Kennedy campaign, the decision to go independent was a result of the Democratic National Committee's alleged maneuvers to undermine his candidacy. Bobby feels that the Democratic National Committee is changing the rules to exclude his candidacy, so an independent run is the only way to go. That's a quote from Kennedy's campaign, Insider. The decision has ignited conversations about the increasing number of Americans who seem weary of the conventional right-left political options. 
Kennedy is an attorney who transitioned into environmental activism before courting controversy as a vaccine skeptic. Despite these controversies, he has shown remarkable resilience in polling figures, especially when he's propped up against President Joe Biden. Kennedy's independent bid underlines the growing disconnect with the established political duopoly. Americans have long been skeptical of third-party candidates, often seeing them as spoilers who siphon votes from mainstream candidates. However, a significant population now appears eager for alternatives, and the polls are showing this. An analysis by the political watchdog group No Labels reveals that a third-party candidate, be it Kennedy or Green Party pick Cornell West, could draw support away from Biden more than improbable Republican nominee Donald Trump. Interestingly, right-wing figures like Steve Bannon have encouraged Kennedy's run, and that's a rare instance of inter-party collaboration. Or it could perhaps be manipulation, depending on one's perspective. The news of Kennedy's bid has reportedly stirred the nerves of Biden's aides. At 80 years old, Biden's fitness for a second term has been a subject of widespread concern. Simultaneously, Trump faces his own slew of legal issues, including 91 criminal charges and various civil threats. Amidst this backdrop of uncertainty, the entry of a third candidate introduces a new variable that could tip the scales in unprecedented ways. Or not. History shows us that it will be a party-loyal, business-as-usual type of thing. However, Kennedy's independent run captures a national mood of disillusionment with the typical red versus blue political theater. People are asking for more, leaders who represent nuanced opinions and who are not confined by the ideological straitjackets their parties often impose. This national mood is less a call for centrism and more a plea for complexity, for leaders willing to grapple with the full spectrum of American concerns rather than ticking boxes on a party checklist. Polls are consistently showing that the majority of Americans don't fall under the spectrum of right or left, red or blue, Republican or Democrat. Most people hold nuanced views that hold both conservative and liberal values. We will wait with bated breath to see what comes of this, or perhaps it's a sign of things to come much further down the road. The Bible teaches that leaders should be servants first, guided less by rigid ideologies and more by a spirit of humility and service. In Mark 10, 42-45, Jesus urges his disciples to not be like those who lord their power over others, but to serve. Perhaps it's time for American politics to embody this ethos. Whether it's a two-party system or a multi-party democracy, leaders should focus less on cementing their ideological foothold and more on earnestly serving the American people in all their diversity and complexity. Could Kennedy be the harbinger of this change? It remains to be seen. What is clear, though, is that his run has touched a nerve in the country yearning for leadership that transcends the limitations of our current political system. With all this being said, we're going to lift this story up in prayer and close our time together. Lord, in these ever complex times, may our leaders be guided by a spirit of service over stubborn ideologies. Whether from red, blue, or emerging purple corners, may they remember that they are called to represent the full tapestry of American life. And Lord, would you also empower us to not be ideologically possessed by red, blue, conservative, liberal, but rather clinging to your biblical principles, which sometimes call us to think outside the box. Lord, we trust you that you are going to inform our hearts and transform the way we act each and every day as we peruse your word and allow it to truly affect our souls. We love you, Lord. We trust you in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our hope that you would be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at PrayNews.com. There you'll find sources to all of our reporting. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new, beautiful, and cinematic ways. God bless.